Oh. Oh, shoot. Love you guys. Good morning. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepa, 705, working our way into 706. And that's how fast time moves. Every second of every day. How many milliseconds are in a second? Is it 100? Is it 100 milliseconds in a second? I don't know. I can't count that fast. Can't count that high. Doesn't matter, because it's Tuesday. We made it past Monday. You made it past Monday. We did it together. This is a joint effort. We're together in this, in this thing we call life. And it feels good. I don't know why. Look, a big storm last night. Reached out to our, our friends at Energy United. Let's, we'll get a little update, hopefully a little later. Just some, some data, some stats. I know they're working hard. Shout out to all the crews out there for every uh, utility company, for every crew, uh, contractor, everybody who's been out there trying to clean things up, that storm was brutal, and it and it came fast. It was swift. Bill, you were here in Studio C with Joe Vagnone, who was being a guest on Brian's summer show on the record that airs every day from five to six out of Statesville, and we were texting a little bit, or you were texting me. Uh, did the power stay up in here? Okay. It was a dark night. Suddenly, the wind began to clatter, but it did not matter. The show went on. It all worked out. Worked out great. Worked out fantastic. Well, I, you know, it's, it's always good to be in a good grid. You know, it's one of my life principles, be in a good grid. And it seems like we're in a good grid of infrastructure here, and I like that. So I don't have to call and complain to Energy United today. I don't have to call and say, hey, I lost power. What are you guys doing over there? but I know they're working hard. And it's easy to think about that, right? Like your power goes out, you're like, oh man, what's the power company doing? Like, like they controlled the wind last night. There was tornado warnings. Did you get the tornado warning on your phone? Yep. And that was while you were on air. Yep. And I got it and I said, oh shoot, Bill's on air right now. Do I need to call? And I was like, nah, he's okay. I was on air, not in the air. Like warning isn't, like watch is worse than, is it watch worse than warning? I, I'm not sure. That's a great I question. always mix that up, you know, like warning versus watch versus, isn't there a, th I think there's a third one too. I wish it would just say, get down, you know, like, like find shelter now. Something bad is happening. Prepare yourself. I feel like we need to be more direct. I'm, I didn't go to school for meteorology. So to know the difference of warning and watch seems like a little much for me. It's, it's a lot of information to process in the moment. Because the, this is the other thing, too. Now, if you listen to Responsibly Armed Citizen, you, you start learning, which airs Saturdays at 1 o'clock. It's, it's uh, presented by Apache Solutions, a, a firearms training company um, out of Yadkinville. They're big on preparedness. They're big on making sure in a situation you've at least thought about some options and some solutions. I don't think much about tornadoes. Grateful that we live in an area where tornadoes are not prevalent. So I was born in California, moved here very, very young. Don't even really remember California. Have like 
one or two still image childlike memories in my brain, my noggle. Uh, but so here has been home. But my family moved here, at least this is what they've told me. So I, again, I, I can't prove against it because I don't remember. That the earthquake in 94 that happened in Northridge just devastated the area there. Devastated. And so they moved out here to North Carolina. Never looked back. Now, Hugo came through, what was that, 88, 89? I wasn't born yet. Just throw that out there. Ooh. And, and so the, when these natural disasters kind of occur, let's just keep in mind, it's not like the power company chooses it. Now, I am grateful to be affiliated a member of, a member of, because it's a membership-owned co-op, that is very uh, uh, much about preparedness. We got Ben on the phone right now. Ben, good morning, sir. Good morning, Justin. How are you, buddy? Doing well. How you doing? Good. I, I wanted to. Uh, I want to talk about watches and warnings because it can get confusing. But I worked at a news station, and I, and I got it. You ready? So wait, hold on. Let me let me let me set you up here a little bit. So Ben Daniels, our senior director of sensory. This is the main reason why I wanted him to come on because I knew he'd have knowledge I didn't have. And so already only week. What is it? Week two on the gig. Week two on the gig. And you're dropping knowledge bombs. The difference between warning and watch. Go for it, sir. All right. So I, I saw this on a meme, right, on Instagram. It's basically a watch is the conditions are favorable. So one way to think about it is making brownies. We've got all the ingredients for making brownies on a watch, okay? When the brownies are made, when the tornado is actually happening, it's a warning. So you're telling me yesterday when I received tornado warning on my phone, I was actually in more danger than I believed I was. 100%. You should seek shelter when there's a warning. You would think your area. the EAS didn't say that, though, that on my phone. Apple, Apple's didn't say that. It just said tornado warning. Have a nice day. No, you want to get to the lowest level of your house, center of your house, basement if you have one. But those storms can be dangerous. Luckily, I, I, I haven't watched the news this morning, but luckily I think we, we got through it all right. But, yeah, those, those things can be pretty dangerous, man. Well, there was live commentary going on from Brian Summers during, uh, during his show, and he said basically it was a monsoon happening in Statesville. Cornelius, Huntersville, Mooresville definitely got a good amount of rain. The wind, though, was pretty serious. The wind, there was definitely some limbs down. Um, you know, the, the, the berry, the berries in the backyard, thankfully survived for the most part, but it was, it was one of those where even beyond the effects of what was actually happening, you know, when the sky just turns that dark, dark gray and you look at it and you wonder to yourself, is this it? It can get scary out there. I'm telling you. Now you live out toward pilot mountain. Uh, was there a bunch of storm did it come that way after like was it heading in an easterly direction no i think it went more like guilford county randolph county area so it kind of you know up here in statesville and then kind of went um i guess south southeast i guess it would be so 
it wasn't too bad. I mean, we had, certainly had some rain everywhere, but you know, it, was, it was pretty, pretty all right in college. Bill lives in Charlotte. Bill, you said you didn't get like any rain down there at all. No, we definitely got some rain. Um, just I was up here, I guess, when the storm was probably at its worst. At the peak. At its peak. At its peak. That's right. Well, Ben, we appreciate that that um, explanation. I feel a little bit better, but now I'm gonna have to write Tim Cook at Apple and ask him to adjust his settings on the messaging that goes out. If warning truly is, you know, worse. Uh, but hey, I appreciate the update. Look forward to seeing you today, sir. All right, man. We'll see you. Have a good show. All right. Thank you. All right. There you go. Ben Daniels, Senior Director of Sensory, improving the knowledge. That's what it's all about. And uh, so grateful for him. Uh, grateful we're still here. Grateful that, uh, that, that everyone, as far as I know, hopefully everyone's doing okay. If you know somebody in need, you know, help them out. I, th I think this is go. This rise is probably a little bit above the level of take a selfie, you know, help them first, and then after the help is complete, bust out the selfie. Good neighbor. That's what it's all about. Offering up cups of sugar. That's what we're doing this morning. Good morning, LKN eight four four Studio Four. We got Mark Walker who's running for governor coming up at seven thirty. Stick with us. Word of the day. Good morning, LKN. Justin Gazepis. We're going to push word of the day. We're going to push it. We're going to push it to the 8 o'clock hour. We're going to push it. It's not on Bill. It's on me. I fly by the seat of my pants most of the time. Thankfully, I'm wearing pants today. Thankfully, my children, Lord willing, will be wearing clothes on their way to school. One of those nights last night. Kids are sick. The daycare boogies coming around. It's constant. It's definitely worse off being sick uh, in the summertime than it is in the wintertime. I will say that. I think in the wintertime, everybody's just prepared for it. So, but again, we're going to have Mark Walker on at 730. He is uh, the gubernatorial candidate. That is what you call someone running for governor. Gubernatorial. The gubernatorial race. Former congressman. Um, also a pastor, I believe, as well. And so we will hear from him uh, at 7.30. He will be on video. He will be virtually joining us via video. So uh, WSICnews.com can always watch the video live stream of all of our content. We are out of YouTube jail now. So we are back live on YouTube, and we're live on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. And uh, so it'll be a fun time. I'm looking forward to having a conversation. We're, we open, we're open to all the candidates. Because we believe in the uh, ex, you know, discussion of ideas, policy, and uh, free thinkers. That's what, we, that's what we like to be. Think freely. You know who's thinking freely this week? Wayne Brady. What's your take on him being pan now, Bill? Uh, I have no, no take. No take whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember him. When, <laughs> Wayne Brady, uh, whose line is it anyway? Did oh, you yeah. ever watch that? Of course. Classic. To yes. be able to get up on the stage and just make up funny bits, that was, one of the, that was one of the greatest shows of all time in my mind. Yes. Whose line is it anyway? The points mean nothing. Absolutely it's there nothing. for the laughs. The whole time. And it's just like a few dudes sitting in a chair, a few, a few people sitting in a chair and just having a good time. 
You know who's also probably, I don't know, maybe having a good time. She's got to be having a good time the way she's giving out these bonuses. Taylor Swift. So I, I owe you an apology, Bill. She gave out a $100,000 bonus to the bus driver. Now that's what I'm talking about. I'm, that's, my, that's on me, man. I'm sorry. I'm, I, am, I need to step my game up. That's what I'm talking about. That's not bad right there, huh? And a handwritten letter. And a handwritten letter. I, but here's the thing, too. Like, you know that they're already, like, probably pretty well taken care of being part of Taylor Swift's tour. You drive the bus for Taylor Swift's tour? I mean, she's probably just got jars of Skittles everywhere. I, I always got room for an extra 100K. <laughs> always. Just throw a couple more zeros on the end. Mm -hmm. And that's as easy as it is. 100K bonus tomorrow. What are you buying? Whew. Nothing. Straight stashing it? Yep, looking uh, at it. Under the mattress? Yep. You, you're going to get it in like ones, or what are you thinking? No, I like the Ulysses Grants. Is that the hundreds? It's the fifties. The fifties. Oh, that's a good, that's a little, that's kind of like right in between. You know, right. some places like say, oh, we don't accept a hundreds. Right. Don't worry. I got fifties. I got a fine Ulysses. Would you, I would try to find probably $100,000 worth of $2 bills. Okay. And, and start using them. Okay. Just to bring it back. Let's see right. if we can spark something. Is there a, because with tax now, you know, like, like something that's a dollar really isn't a dollar. So you have to come into that $2 sphere anyway. Mm. So why, like, would, would, a, would Wendy's accept a $2 bill from me, you think? Yes. Do you think that the, nec the, pre the next generation knows what a $2 bill is? No. So how would they process that in their, in their system, then, I guess is the question. I mean, they would just say, hey, he gave me $2. But there's not like a slot in the drawer for the $2 bills. Sounds like an opportunity. Give it a try? Yeah. But I don't think I'd want to give up the $2 bills because they're not making any more of them. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> it's that easy. I love my $2 bills so much. <laughs> I'm going to keep them. Right. Did you see uh, Krispy Kreme, the drama? Did they acknowledge? No. Did they give you a handwritten letter and 100 k They should have. They, the 100% of the stock is what I should have gotten. They didn't give you the Swifty treatment? They didn't, but they, they're choosing violence early on this season already. How so? They have decided that they will unleash the pumpkin spice war first. And so they have already released their menu for pumpkin spice. I think it's like three different, three different types of pumpkin spice donuts. Man. Is, is there any time of the year that pumpkin spice is not okay? No, I mean, I'm not going to say no, but it does mean that summer is coming to an end. Do they have pumpkin spice in April? Yeah. Like at, at donut at, places? At places, yeah. Pumpkin when does it, shops. then when's the season end? Like if we're releasing it, is it just like, oh, we've revived our menu, like our annual calendar? Or is it just it, means we're pumping it. We're just back at it. We're pumping So it. you can get, in, in theory, you can get pumpkin spice now all year. Yeah, I'm not sure, like Starbucks or all that. I, they Starbucks might... has, they said that they haven't released theirs yet. Right. End of August. So I've never gotten pumpkin spice from like a Krispy Kreme or, uh, you know, I haven't gotten it from like a Starbucks out of season. You think Daylight Donuts does a, does a pumpkin spice game? It don't matter. I'm there. I mean, I, yeah, it wouldn't stop me from going if they were or they weren't. Right. But I got I to gotta wonder. Now I'm going to have to ask the question. Right. What, what, like, pumpkin spice, ooh, like cream cheese on it? Mm. Cream cheese on it? I mean, hey, that's not a bad combo right there. 
What 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 is your what's the best combo with pumpkin spice? And it doesn't have to be a donut. Maybe it's something else like okay, coffee, sure. But something else that goes with pumpkin spice. Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie with pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. You put some pumpkin spice donuts on top of a pumpkin pie. Mm. That's not bad. You're a bad man. That's it might work out at the next fair. You're a bad man. When's the fair coming back to North Carolina? I'll let you know here. I in think in October. October. I think it's the fall fair, right? So it's maybe we should enter that into the fall it's fair. fair season. It's it's coming it's coming around the block pretty quick. It's coming around the block pretty quick. I don't know what's your take on pumpkin spice. Eight four four Studio Four. Is there any time of the year that pumpkin spice should not be allowed? We're we're what we're August first week of August talking about pumpkin spice. They got us right where they want us. They know. They know how the psychology works. They, like just as one trend is coming down throw pumpkin spice at them mm. all the rage and it's when you go to the stores too i mean it, it it's full on entire sections of pumpkin spice it's no longer just hey here's a singular product we have of pumpkin spice pumpkin spice has taken on a mind of its own this will distract them from everything release the spice and they do it every year Sometimes, though, the spice is too much. Have you ever had a spicy pumpkin spice? Um, not, not to my knowledge. I have. Too much. Too much? Too much. It's almost like the cinnamon challenge. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's yeah. like, it's, it's a little much. Yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's not something that you want to, like, think about every day. Right. But, again, you go back to the store, ginormous shelf, full of pumpkin, and you have to deal with it. What if they use pumpkin spice to introduce other flavors? Maybe it should be, hey, here's pumpkin spice, but we're also trying out mustard-flavored Skittles. Yeah, you keep talking to me about these You weren't here. Skittles. That's right. You weren't here. So while, while Frank the Tank was in while you were being Bill the Beach Bum, I believe Frank introduced us to that Frenchies partnered with Skittles and released a mustard-flavored Skittle, limited edition, clearly. Who who asked them to do this? I think they did it on their own, you know, admission. I think I think they just took charge right. and said, we're going to test the market. Initiative. We're really going to test the market. So let's say, you, you know, you got bread, you got some bologna, and you got mustard-flavored Skittles. You throwing it down together? I mean, I will, but I'm not happy about it. Does mustard have like a bunch of sugar in it? Because I feel like that would be kind of the thing in there. Like it, mustard isn't like sweet. They have like honey mustard is sweet, but like sure. regular mustard is pretty. Is tart the right word? I'm not sure. I've never really thought about mustard like this. <laughs> You've never gone down this road of mustard before. No. You more of a mayo guy? Uh, no. I just I, you know, I just don't even know where it comes from. I don't. I I don't know what mustard is. Would you put pumpkin spice on a sandwich? Mm. Pumpkin pie sandwich. Okay, dessert sandwich. Mm. That that would be good. So so again, I I think that they could use this opportunity to try to introduce some new flavors. Maybe it's also a way to introduce good things to us. Not everything, you know, because you sit down and eat a pack of pumpkin spice donuts, you're not making healthy decisions. And 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 and, and it's 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 an addiction, you know, for me in particular. I'll admit it. 
I'll house an entire bag. Entire dozen. I think we're in the same camp, Bill, on yeah, that. I know I, I know I got problems. <laughs> I got no problem admitting it. And so maybe they need, you know, broccoli. Let us introduce you to broccoli spice. A little bit of bee spice. Bee spice. What about beet spice? Beet spice. It could go a direction. Yeah. These are all ideas. The, and we're just, look, and this is what if, if Krispy Kreme would own up, just sign over the shares, then I would be able to go into the creative think tank room and we would have a bunch of ideas on the wall. Taylor Swift, this man. This is what would happen. We would just sit around and we would come up with all these ideas. And then there would be other people that come in the room and say, terrible. Just a bunch of terrible ideas. That's okay. Good morning, LK. In 844-STUDIO-4, we've got Mark Walker, gubernatorial candidate, coming up here shortly. Looking forward to having a good conversation with him. He'll be on the video, WSICnews.com, and all the social platforms. I love you, my kid. Get your way to work. 730. Good morning, LKN. Justin Gazeppa, 7.35 we are approaching, and if you are on your way to work, you better get there. I'm not going to be the reason why you're late. We don't have to be the reason why you're late. I know you enjoy the conversation, so just pop in that earbud, WSICnews.com. You take us with us, take us with you wherever you go. That's the advantage. Because you're going to want to stick around right now because we've got Congressman Mark Walker joining us virtually via video conferencing. So WSICnews.com, you can watch and hang out with us for a little bit. Congressman, how are we doing today? You know what? We're off to a good start, I think, so far. How are you doing? Doing well, sir. I appreciate your time. Uh, gubernatorial candidate. You are you are saying, North Carolina, I love you. I want to be a part of you. I want to be with you. Wh where are you from, sir? Tell me that. Where Were you born in North Carolina? Let's start there. Question one. I am originally, my dad was a Baptist pastor. I grew up in the panhandle of Florida, or what they call as the Redneck Riviera, Lower Alabama, <laughs> pick, pick, pick there. Uh, but I moved to Winston-Salem 32 years ago, uh, started working in business finance, had $600 to my name, literally in my front pocket when I arrived. And God just blessed, opened up some doors, and we served six years in business and finance. Then I did something I swore I would never do. And that would be to follow my father's steps as a Baptist pastor. I started there working with Dr. Gary Chapman and Mark Quartz at Calvary Baptist in Winston-Salem. And then after 16 years, felt led to engage in the political arena and uh, was blessed. God opened up the doors, ran for Congress, won our first time. Uh, they didn't know who I was or how I got to D.C. In fact, uh, the second week I was there, I remember my chief of staff coming in with a, with a paper he said, boss, I don't know how to tell you this, but you're ranked the least wealthy member of the 114th class. So uh, so that's a little bit about a uh, little bit of our background and how we got here. So if you think about your time in Congress in D.C. and equating it to the governor position, where do you see the similarities in the two? I think the similarities are very clear in, in, in this context is were you able to build consensus? Were you able to lead? I became the first member of Congress in U.S. history that after only one term was elected chairman to the largest caucus in Congress, the, the Conservative Republican Study Committee, formerly chaired by Mike Pence, Jim Jordan. Uh, I left Congress after three terms as the highest rated conservative to ever serve in the top four leadership positions. Being able to hold your values without compromising, even in a, even in a place like the swamp of Washington, D.C., 
while still being able to do more than just, uh, the, I guess, accomplish rhetoric, but actually get results. I actually led the, led the House in repealing Obamacare, defunding Planned Parenthood, and many other things. That I think that experience right there allows me to go to Raleigh and not back down, not just from the Democrats, but sometimes even holding our own account uh, accountable. We're, we're in the middle of this casino gambling fight in a county just north of us. Sometimes that means uh, holding Mr. Berger, Senator Berger, and others to make sure that we are delivering the promises that we've given to the North Carolinian people. So what would you say then, thinking about, because 32 years in North Carolina is nothing to sneeze at by any stretch of the imagination. So what do you see as the biggest needs in North Carolina right now? I think number one issue is education. Uh, and, and, and here's why. All these other issues we've talked to, and I was the ranking member on intelligence and counterterrorism. We've got border issues. We've got a lot of things in this country we've got to fix. But until we reform education, what we're going to do is turn out another generation that believes America is inherently evil. It's inherently racist. It's not the land of opportunity. And we saw this even recently with the, with the, uh, to use a current example with the women's soccer team, uh, out of 12 or 13, uh, only two or three were even working on the words of the national anthem. The, the loss of pride, that comes from, from really an education arena. And to make sure that we are instilling the values, the principles, but also teaching our children not just how to think, but not just what to think, but how to think is very crucial when it comes to critical thinking skills because that impacts our recruiting of manufacturers. It impacts our community colleges. There's so much of it that has to start with education. There's also economic things. There's protecting our children and families. I won't get into the full platform, but that's where you have to start is to make sure that we are delivering the best education to our children and not this indoctrination junk that's coming from the radical left. Do you, what role and to how deep do you think the state government should play in education throughout North Carolina? Well, I think it should play a much larger role than the federal government. I authored a bill called the A-plus Act. But here's, here's the issue. Even though that 10% of the funding for education comes federally, what happens, Justin, is that there's often goodies, whether it's Bill Gates' program, whether it's Common Core, we've seen it down the years, that are packaged with this. A governor, the chief executive, and this is what Ron DeSantis has served with Ron for four years, not an endorsement necessarily today, but he been in Florida as governor, he's been able to tell the federal government, no, we don't we're gonna take the funding, but we're not implementing any of your mandates. So I think I think starting the first thing you had to do is making sure you're getting the federal government out of our education. The second on the state level is making sure that we're getting it back to the local communities. Government government is most effective the more localized that you can make it getting into the hands of parents, getting in the hands of local school boards, making sure that certainly the funding is there. Uh, we already spend what, 40, 41% of our entire budget on education. We've got to do more with that. And I think parents are for the first time have, have awakened to exactly what their children are being taught. They need to be empowered as we move forward. There's a lot of conversation in the education realm right now about the variety of school options, right? Whether that be public schools, which there's a lot of great public schools. There's a lot of great teachers in the public schools. Sure. I'd agree with you on the administrative side that a lot of work needs to be done. And, and then we think about charter schools. We think about home schools. A lot of homeschoolers in North Carolina. Yes. The variety of schooling options. What's your vision and take on, on that as it relates to education? Well, it's, it's, it's a very baseline question that needs to be answered. I, I, I want to start by saying I applaud Doug Ducey. He was the first elite on this almost a year ago when the, the funding would begin to follow the student for the first time instead of the system. I think we're on the precipice of this because 
the only way that, that that something gets better is through competition. That's the free market system that built this uh, most exceptional country that's ever existed. And by allowing parents to be able to have some of the so returning the funding, if you will, to be able to follow that child where it is a Christian school, a charter school. I'm a product of a Christian school. Mom and dad, even as a pastor, worked very hard, sacrificed a great deal. Uh, public schools, whatever it might be, that raises the bar. But at the same time, let me say this, Justin, is that even though we're on the precipice of, of making some great decisions here and allowing parents to put their children, whether it's charter, private, homeschool, whatever it might be, I want to make sure that even those students remaining in public school are not left with some of the indoctrination and some of the mandates that we've seen. We want to make sure that across the board, we're raising the standard here. We're speaking with Mark Walker, congressman uh, now running for governor, lives in Winston-Salem. You still live in Winston-Salem right now? I live in a town uh, between Winston-Salem and Greensboro called Summerfield, a town of about ten to 12,000. Uh, some security issues over the years. I wanted to get my family out of the city. Uh, we'll get into all the different stories, but sometimes when you're on a national profile, uh, and you have children. Sometimes that, that, that's been a problem in the past. And we, we've just been a little safer getting the family out a little bit outside the city limits. So having been in North Carolina for 32 years, obviously, we're all familiar with COVID at this point and the many changes that it's brought. One of the things is, for whatever reason now, everyone loves North Carolina, even though it's been great prior to COVID, but a lot of people moving here now. What are some of the biggest changes you've seen in North Carolina over the past 32 years? Well, that's well, that's that's a large question. You are exactly right. North Carolina had 124,000 people move just uh, here last year, only behind Florida and Texas. And I think one of the things that's been changed is we've seen the growth of the fintech or the financial industry in Charlotte. We've seen the biotech really take off in uh, in the Triangle area. We're just now seeing the aerotech space uh, aspect in the Triad. But what we want to do, even though those major changes. We want to make sure that we've not that we're not forgetting about our rural counties. I think one of the things when you're looking at manufacturers and you're recruiting is making sure that your rural areas have the broadband, have the internet access and speed because of how quickly things are moving, uh, specifically in the areas when we're looking at uh, when we're looking. North Carolina right now has we're number two in the country when it comes to paved roads, but for example, we're only number 22 when it comes to our port sizes on the eastern side of things out there, Wilmington, Atlantic Beach, et cetera. We've got to do a better job when we're looking at increasing the economy all across the board to making sure that we're lifting up those standards as we recruit. Because recruiting jobs, recruiting manufacturers is very competitive. In many of those times, those manufacturers are looking not just at the imports, but the exports. But that's how I've seen North Carolina change. We moved from a textile furniture tobacco driven market to more of these specialized areas. And, and, and for those that have come before us in many cases, they have done a good job of building those foundations. You're listening to Good Morning LKN. We're speaking with Congressman Mark Walker, who has thrown his hat in the ring for gubernatorial race here in North Carolina. We're going to take a quick break. Radio fam, but digital fam, we are sticking with you. WSICnews.com. We're on live with video with Congressman Mark Walker. All right, Congressman, we are still live on our video stream here. Some exclusive content for our digital family. All right, favorite restaurant in Winston-Salem, go. Oh, it, it, it's got to be, uh, uh, let's see here, um, my barbecue place right there off Stratford Road. Uh, it's been my go-to since I first came there. Uh, I, I love that place. But I have to say, number one, 
would be what they called Noble's Grill. It was my first date with my wife right there off Knollwood in Stratford back uh, July 31st, 1992. I took her and her mom and dad there. It was probably more than I could afford, but I was acting like I could swing it. Uh, but that that's had to be number one, just because because it's still it's still open there, and that has to be uh, has to be I guess because of the emotional attachment has to be number one. So you mentioned your family. Uh, so yep. you're married. How many kids do you have, sir? Uh, married, I've got three, a uh, 28-year-old son, works in IT. I've got a daughter uh, that lives in New York City. She's trying to crack into the theater industry after growing up in all those church programs. She went to the School of the Arts there in Winston-Salem. And and then we have a youngest that will be a, a senior in high school. My, my wife, um, she works at Wake Forest Baptist Medical Center. Most of her career, she's been on the helicopter there, was on there Sunday uh, and as a family nurse practitioner uh, over there, and does a great job of ministering and serving in her own right. So what you go to Washington, which yeah. we all know is from a political perspective, just a swamp. And then you come back and you want to stay in politics. Is your wife okay with this? I mean, be honest with us. There's got to be some conversation in the house. Like, are you sure God is calling us to do this right now? We just want to be sure because this this ain't always fun. No, you nailed the right topic as far as just trying to find the pieces for us, which way God is guiding us there. And we've always talked about it, whether it's been when we left the business world to go into ministry. I'm the oldest of three preachers, boys. Uh, she's the oldest of girl, three girls that are Baptist preachers kid as well. So we knew what we were getting into. And as tough as politics, somebody, somebody asked me one time, I don't know why I'm sharing this, but uh, uh, asked me, you know, how did you hit the ground running so quickly in Washington, D.C.? And I said, look, if you can survive a Baptist business, I mean, you can go work anywhere. But, uh, but no, she's been great. Wherever we've been, we've been a team and uh, I love her dearly. She's a, she's a wonderful human being. How What's it been like for, for your kids then? Because I, I, I always looked at like kids as off limits. Now, granted, you've got some adult children now. What do they see being the, the kids of uh, a, a, a congressman, now gubernatorial candidate? What's that like as a family dynamic? Well, I, I think uh, it's be, being a, as a pastor, you're somewhat in this in the spotlight as well. You hear preachers kids talking about that sometimes. So it wasn't a huge leap. But the other thing is we always tried to be intentional uh, to them. I was not a congressman or vice chair of this or chairman of this. It was dad. And, and uh, now there was an adjustment because all of a sudden when you're gone four or five days a week, and you come back in, you're not always king of the remote control, everything else. So that took a little bit of adjustment because when I first ran, all three kids were at home. And and, and when you come back in, you want to make sure that you're getting involved in their lives because there are some times where you've missed birthdays and some other things, not trying to sound one like One second. One second, Chris. We're sorry. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis. We've been speaking with Congressman Mark Walker, who's running for governor here in North Carolina. We had a little bit of exclusive time with him there, a digital fam, got a little insight into Congressman Walker's family, uh, praying for y'all, hope only the best, because I know that that uh, I, I will never run for political office. Short of God, like, like, like he spoke to Moses in the burning bush standing there, you will not find me running for office, Congressman. So, so I applaud you for, for sticking to the calling that you've got on your life. Uh, let me ask you about the family dynamic then, because there's a lot of conversation these days about what should the family be like? All the social, you know, questions and conversation and just propaganda thrown in people's faces. How, how can we bring this back centered? Well, I, th I think, I don't know if this is specific to the heart of your question, but I think the very core, the greatness of America has been found in the family. Uh, that family unit has been strong. 
uh, it over over the over the hundred, couple hundreds of years, we've seen it being decimated by some of the radical policies. We've seen it decimated by groups like Planned Parenthood that said there was no need for a father. There was there was we would help you fund the uh, the abortions of children. We've seen that great stain, that great plague. And I think if we're going to see North, see North Carolina, and if we're going to see America really begin to have that strength undergirded, it's going to have to be the restoration of the family, which means rooting out these programs and certain funding mechanisms that are meant to, to whether, well, whether they're meant to or not, whether that was the intention, the end result of the last 50 years has been great family division. DOT, that is a big part of being governor Department mm-hmm. of Transportation, infrastructure, the utilizing of dollars to build up this robust uh, type of infrastructure that we need now in North Carolina. What are, what's what's missing right now, and and what are some of the changes or ideas that you've got as it relates to DOT? No, it's a good question, and I think if you're running for the chief executive, you have to understand the different departments. It's more than just speeches. It's more than just uh, you have to have solutions. When it comes to the Department of Transportation, a lot of the, a lot of what we have here in North Carolina is maintaining these roads. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, only Texas has more paved roads than we do. Uh, but when it comes to looking at, as we talked about, manufacturers and businesses, it's it's what what and how do we utilize this this road system? Uh, some of my South Carolina friends, Trey Gowdy and others, like to talk about how much better our roads there than South Carolina is. But I will tell you this, it's also about different ports of entry when it comes to how we're getting those goods transferred from said manufacturer, whether it's the Statesville area, whether it's the Hickory area, the Winston-Salem, across the seaboard, if you will, when it comes to up and down the eastern part of our state. Those roads are very important. They need to be maintained, but we also have to make sure there's mechanisms in place to increase the goods that we're able to deliver. What role do you think North Carolina plays in the in the national level as it relates to, let's say, manufacturing um, and improvements in technology? It seems like a lot of companies are moving here. Do you think that's a positive direction for North Carolina to get to focus on that particular sector? I, I th- Justin, that's a great question. Uh, and we we talk a lot about the cultural issues, but North Carolina is on the precipice of taking a backseat to no one when it comes economically uh, or ne- economic issues. Uh, we are seeing great movement in the tech arena, whether it be Charlotte, whether it be Raleigh. Uh, the triads lag behind a little bit, maybe not having the same investments or resources there as we've seen. But want to make sure that that in that, that we do not, when people that are transferring here that are running from regulations or, or, they're, or they're transferring companies because of our low corporate tax, we want to make sure that we're educating those folks on why we don't vote for that, that big blue state, big blue city radical policies, because that is damaging to the very life support, if you will, that these companies be able to need to get out there and create jobs, the free market system. That's one of the things that we've got to communicate to the people who are transferring here or relocating here. You're listening to Good Morning LKN. We're speaking with Congressman Mark Walker, actually on video chat with Congressman Mark Walker right now. He is running for governor here in North Carolina, WSICnews.com, all the social platforms. You can be watching the video right now. Uh, Congressman, we have several representatives who do shows here at WSIC. We've got Representative Jason Sane does a show. We've got uh, 
Senator Vicki Sawyer does a show. Representative Jeff McNeely does a show. We also have several of the local mayors who do shows and produce shows here at WSIC. The trend seems to be from the Republican Party to move toward a 0% income tax state. Are you in support of that? Do you have any hesitation on that? What's your perspective as it relates to the tax rate for the state level of North Carolina? Absolutely, I am. If you're going to compete with with states like Tennessee and Florida and Texas that have zero in uh, percent income tax when it comes to the state level, that's another great incentive. And I think it continues to build momentum and you can create the, the make up the difference in the revenue uh, that we've seen. Uh, some of these other states have great success. So I, I applaud that some of the people that uh, you just mentioned are state representatives who have continued to reduce that rate to get closer and closer. But yes, I think as governor, we will continue to make those steps towards it. What What is it that when you think about the governor's seat, what gets you most excited? I think the, the ability to impact and serve people's lives in a different capacity. We've been able to do that 16 years as a pastor. We're able to do that uh, six years in the United States Congress. But understanding the administrative skill set that it needs to be able <clears throat> to to keep all those plates spitting, to be able to bring that. And I think that's a unique skill set. As I was talking to one of my opponents a few months ago, you know, uh, giving a rip-roaring speech is one thing, but it's a different skill set when it comes to man uh, managing legislative bodies, when it comes to overseeing a $30 billion budget. And I think that's a crucial thing that people we want people to look for, because this comes down to one question, Justin, who's the best candidate? to beat Josh Stein. We believe we're going to prove that over the next six to seven months. And, and let's say you do win, and let's say you get in the seat. How do we unify people? How do we get back to being you know, a singular group of like-minded people who believe that we all want the best for each other and for our families? Well, my goodness, in a, in a political uh, storm that we have these days, the partisanship, it's very difficult, but let me tell you how, and I'm gonna back it up with some proof. You have to be intentional in these relationships. This is not just Pollyanna, puritanical stuff. Uh, I'm the only Republican in the state that's won the United Negro College President's Award. I'm the, I've been blessed to be the only Republican in the state to give the commencement address at one of our HBCUs. In fact, two months ago, only Republican in the state teaching the entrepreneurship class at the largest black Republican uh, college in the country. Uh, and I remember earning some of these rewards and awards, and they would say, look, you, the problem is, they said, you just always show up. We don't always agree. But but our ability, if you will, it, maybe even the favor, if I could use that word very, very humbly, to be able to go to places where Republicans don't normally go until we're willing to do that, until we're willing to go into communities that don't, we're frankly, have never heard about individualism, free markets, liberty, some of the things that we believe in, not in a way that we're putting the finger in the face but in a way that we truly love and have a heart for all of these communities to be able to have the same opportunities as others until we're willing to do that, Justin, we're going to stay in these partisanship lanes. That doesn't mean that we don't take, take strong stances, that we don't, uh, we don't um, uh, put our arms together and, and fight hard to get some of the specifically the evil that we're seeing. But at the end of the day, our neighbor, even as Christians, we're called to take a different approach to that. I think if we're willing to do so, not that we're going to flip everybody, but we have a chance to, to really to, to bring people together much more than we have in the past. You told us the great story about your favorite restaurant there uh, in in Winston-Salem because it's where you took your, your wife on the first date. Favorite county in North Carolina 
Go. Are you kidding me? I, there's no way I'm going to answer that because if I do, I'm leaving 99 others out. Uh, I, 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 I certainly have a heart for the triad. Coming here more than three decades ago, Fort Forsyth and Guilford County has been our homes for all pretty much all those years. And, um, and I love North Carolina, love the Tar Heel State. And if you ask me between North Carolina, Wolfpack, Demon Deacons, or Duke, I'm not answering that question either. It's, it's okay. I went to App State, so I don't have a dog in that fight, thankfully, and, and, I'm, and I'm okay with that. That's actually where I met my wife as well. So we're both, oh, really? we're, we're both a, a unified family, we'll say. Yeah. <laughs> so my yeah. wife's a kindergarten teacher. She, uh, she's been teaching for, gosh, going over 10 years now, 11, 12 years. She's now at a charter school. She was previously at a Title I school. So oh, there's wow. a lot of work that needs to be done in education. So I appreciate you uh, being willing to speak directly to some of the issues that exist um, and, and so one thing that then I'll ask you before we go, uh, wh what do we need to do as as citizens of North Carolina? Because you've seen it from a federal no level. You've obviously analyzed it from a state level. What should we be doing as people to really cut through a lot of the noise that exists right now? It is, uh, man, wow. You, you've got to be informed. All of us do, because there's a lot of things on the surface that sounds good. But once you look a little closer, there's not very much substance to it. So make sure that when you're looking at different candidates, whether it's on the presidential, whether it's on the, uh, the, the federal, state, or even local levels, make sure the background. It, for, for people, we want character and integrity to still matter when we're looking at some of our elected officials. That's very crucial. And we hope that uh, your audience and others will, will really take a look specifically going into these races coming up this coming year. All right, we've been speaking with Congressman Mark Walker, walker4nc.com. That's walker, the number four, nc.com, if you want to check more out about Congressman Mark Walker. Mark Walker, we appreciate your time, sir. Thank you so much. Prayers for your family. Um, hope only the best for you in the future. Thank you, Justin. It's been a privilege to be with you. Yes, sir. All right, there you go. Good morning, LKN844 Studio 4. You heard some of those topics we talked about. Give us a call. Let us know your take. What are you thinking as a citizen? What's important to you? We'll pass it along to the representatives. That's what we're here to do. They want to represent you. We represent you as the people here and being a voice for you. Give us a call, 844 Studio 4. We're coming back here shortly. Some news coming up at the top of the hour. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis, 805, approaching 806 rather quickly. And so you're going to want to uh, hustle up a little bit if you're on your way out the door. But that's okay. We're with you. Take us with you. We just spoke with Congressman Mark Walker, who's running for governor here in North Carolina. If you missed it, just know you can always go back to our channels, WSICnews.com, YouTube, Facebook. Twitter, LinkedIn, you can watch the interview. You want to, I know it's tough in the political game listening to a lot of rhetoric all the time. And we haven't even really gotten to this next cycle yet because it's coming. We all know it's coming. You're going to start hearing ads. You're going to start hearing all these things. You're going to get bombarded. So take the opportunity early on to listen to the values to the policy ideas, set aside the noise. You've really got, before I, while I throw my pen on myself, you really have to train yourself like that theatrically to be able to cut through the nonsense.
and it takes time. And it's easy for us to say here at WSIC because we this is what we do. We, we sort through and we produce and we create a lot of content. We're very well aware of the trends that are out there, the ideas. Um, and, and so I, if you have questions, reach out to us. You know, we'll, we'll be part of it with you. You can always email news at WSICnews.com. If you, if you just have a question, um, we just want you to know that we're here for you, family. We're here, Kith. We, we appreciate you. We, wanna, we, wanna, we want the best for our community, and we know you do too. So we're here as a resource for you. We're going to hit word of the day next. Can I just... Is it playing? Not playing? It's not playing. Okay. I tried. Ben, I failed. I failed. Word of the day, Bill. Let's go to the word of the day. Word of the day. Today's word of the day is ineffable. Ineffable. That's I-N-E-F-F-A-B-L-E. Ineffable. 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 It's an adjective. So it is uh, describe something. Or no, is that a verb? Or no, adjective is... Yeah, yeah, no, adjective describes something. Okay, Correct. it describes something. Okay. Correct. It describes something. Would you like to hear it in a sentence? If I could, please, sir, absolutely. Of course, the feeling of standing on top of the mountain surrounded by breathtaking views was ineffable. Ineffable. Uh, amazing. Ineffable. Breathtaking. Beautiful. It was yes. breathtaking? You're very, very, Breathtaking very felt close. right on that one, because if, if I'm standing on top of the mountain... Let's say Grandfather Mountain. I did use the word breathtaking in the sentence. Oh, you did. Is that why I caught that? Okay. Probably. Okay. It was ineffable. It was breathtaking. It was... Uh, <laughs> it was... Another sentence. Mesmerizing. Listening to the orchestra's performance was an ineffable experience. As Euphoric. As the music stirred emotions that words could never capture. Euphoric. Kinda, yeah. It kinda. was um, mesmerizing. It was... It, it captivated you know, you're the all, mind. You're... I'm dancing around it. Bouncing right around it, yeah. you know, because it's kind of like the word of the day is a word you probably have heard. Ineffable. I feel like I've heard a it. Little bit, it's a little bit more. It's got a little bit more on the definition, you know? So the definition, are you ready? I, I'm going to have to be. The definition of ineffable, too great or extreme to be expressed or described in words, beyond expression in words, indescribable, ineffable. L likely the feelings that Ben Daniels, our senior director of sensory, has right now is ineffable due to my blunder of not firing the proper audio bit at the beginning of the word of the day. It was a quixotic idea. It this. was. It was. And it, it's not on him, it's on me. Yesterday's word, quixotic, meaning noble gesture, obviously not grounded in reality do you find yourself now throughout the week trying to use bigger of words course. not bigger words just words of the day just the words of the day forget all the rest of the dictionary we will create our own Correct. log of words of the day and that's all you can use in a sentence yes would become a bit loquacious mm. if we attempted to do that but it's possible it's ineffable it's not it's not impossible correct to keep going with it Okay, so word of the day, 844-STUDIO-4. Uh, What's your favorite word? Like, do you have a favorite word to use? I, I, have, I, I find myself using 
sure a lot sometimes in the day. Sure. I see. I, sure. I and I don't do it to be uh, condescending, but I get in trouble for it sometimes. Whenever you and Nat are at home, is there like a moment where you use a word and you're like, shoot, I shouldn't have used that word right there in that moment? Yeah. She doesn't like it when I use my manners. Your manners? My manners. Like, yes, ma'am? Yes. Do you do it intentionally just to kind of spark knowing she doesn't like it? I, I do not do it. I use it because my mama taught me my manners. So when I say, yes, ma'am, she'll say, Bill in a much prettier voice, and I'll say, I said yes, man. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> I, there are definitely some people, I, I, I'm big on manners as well, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. I have some people that get upset at me when I do it. I've had several, I told you to stop calling me ma'am. So does it reach that point, like I should respect that if they say that, don't use ma'am? Because I don't do it again intentionally, it just comes out. Right, it's definitely not coming from a bad place. No, I'm trying to show the respect I believe that the person deserves, whether that be uh, ma'am, sir, uh, good day, good day and goodbye. You know, so there's, there's, there's several options. Manners are important. Are we getting too far away from manners? If we, if we use manners throughout the day more, can we equate that to a random selfie? Can you say can you say to yourself at the end of the day when you put your head on your pillow I brought joy in one of two ways I either used manners or I took a random selfie pretty much the standard at every at the end of every day for myself and and I I was able to accomplish the mission once of of the random selfie so it's not just you. You're not alone. I'm not just directing you to do things that I myself wouldn't do. But if you're in a random conversation today and you don't normally use manners, try it. Yes, ma'am, or yes, sir. Just once. Just one time. Try it with somebody random. It doesn't even have to be somebody random. With anybody. In any conversation where you normally wouldn't say yes, ma'am, or yes, sir, try it once. See, what, see how it changes the reaction that you get. From the person. I particularly find myself using it in uncomfortable uncomfortable situations. Because there's just something about it that disarms. Especially if like there's been a long time you've never used it. What do you mean the towels aren't dry yet? Well, yes ma'am, they're not dry yet. They're not dry yet. They will be soon. I'm working my best at it. So see, that could disarm somebody in that scenario. What do you mean you put extra lettuce? I said easy lettuce, not extra lettuce. Oh, yes, sir. I do apologize. Let me remake that sandwich for you. You see right there alone, you can disarm. Your favorite way to disarm people, 844-STUDIO-4. Give a call. You can't say random selfie. That one's already taken. 844-STUDIO-4. Good morning, LKN. Uh, maybe we'll just fire the word of the day bit later just for fun, just to see if it hits or not. We're definitely going to hear from Richard, our digital community manager. This dude's tearing up tearing up social media right now. He, he, is, he is asking these questions. He's got a new one out if you haven't seen it yet. I, I don't even understand the debate. It's, it's as if someone who puts their, you know, one sock and then one shoe and then the other sock and the other shoe. Couldn't understand it. 
We'll find out about that debate. Good morning, LKN 844-STUDIO-4. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis, Bill's on the sticks. 818. 818 already. Approaching 9 o'clock. You know who doesn't work a 9 to 5? Richard Shannon. Because the digital community just onslaughts 24 hours a day. And I, I don't know how he keeps up with it. Richard, how, how do you keep up with everything going on in all the social media platforms? I, I can't. <laughs> Notifications, man. <laughs> Your phone must be pinging all day long. It gets pinged all day, I bet. Yeah, but you got to make a rule. So it's like um, usually at the bottom of the hour or the top of the hour, you you don't want to just be looking at it every single time because then you'll find out real quick that you're addicted. So I don't want to I want to run into that scenario. Are you addicted to social media, Richard? I think I'm addicted to communication in general. So <laughs> I feel like that was the way to weasel out of it. Yeah, I'm addicted to social media for sure. I, I mean, I'm we're all addicted. addicted we're it. we're all addicted in some way, shape, or form to it. We find ourselves at home, and Demi's got to remind me from time to hey, put your phone down, right? Because like I spend all day in this media yeah. world, and then I get home, and I'd say to myself, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna not do this when I get home, but then inevitably, you know, the phone's right there, and I'm pinging, and then you know, I got Noah and Emmy. I want to see. I want to see. I want to see. And there's just some things kids shouldn't see. Right. Like, right. like there's things like as an adult, <laughs> right. we can process, we can say, oh, no, that's not good. Right. We understand the difference. And yet with children Absolutely. on social media, do you see a lot of like kids engaging, like kids accounts engaging on social media these no. days? No, not not with our stuff. I think one thing that social media has done really well is kind of make those make those walls high for kids to jump over um it's got to be really really kid specific uh for for kids to really interact like especially when you talk about like facebook and youtube um and mainly i think because all of the platforms are in california they have like legislation that's specifically against targeting children now i'm not saying that children aren't there but they have to be targeted in different ways and as far as where we are and the way that we do social media, we wouldn't really run into kids that much. Well, and what you're talking about is a foundational principle of creating a kid's account, right? Because there's probably a lot of kids yeah. that just use their parents' account. Like parents have an iPad. Hey, here's the iPad. Check out YouTube for a little bit, right? And then that's a different yeah. story in that scenario. Right. And then, you know, and then in that scenario, you don't even know sometimes if you're talking to a kid because, you know, just because the spelling might be wrong, I could still be an adult. <laughs> That's well. That's true. So the, just, I utilize autocorrect <laughs> quite frequently, sir. <laughs> All right. So correct is so invasive. You, you yeah. You you started a, a social media war with the over under toilet paper debate, but you but you got this new one going on right now: milk and cereal. I have never in my cereal. life met somebody who has poured milk into the bowl first which way do you go on this listen man i'm a cereal first only person <laughs> and the fact that you know most people still are but there's this one person that always seems to have 
uh, nuance or they'll have like a different idea. And she said, uh, you know, sometimes if you have a cereal that just gets soggy fast, you may put the milk in first and then put the cereal in. And then I responded to her, you know, saying, I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of you for being, you know, having these alternatives and different perspectives. But I'm telling you now, if it's a cereal that's too soggy, too fast to where I got to put milk in first, I'm just not going to get it. I'm just not going to get it. Mm-mm. Now you're getting into like this math stuff about the density of cereal right now. And I, I when I, when I, when right. I open up the box, it's just, if it's not fruity pebbles with marshmallows, I'm not really interested. <laughs> that's pretty much, that's pretty much the game. <laughs> That's the sake gets one. <laughs> Fruity Bell. Okay, yeah, you can't leave it in the bowl too long. You got you got to go for it pretty quick. Right. I also eat it fast. I'm you also big on this uh, uh, Cheerios oat crunch. You had the Cheerios oat crunch yet? Is that like supposed to be like some kind of honey nut Cheerio thing? Or what is going on with that? It's like a. It's got like this, like Ooh. almonds and like oats and like this nice little crunch to it. You know, it's nice. Well, uh, and, and to be honest with you, and, and Demi's reminding me right now, we do a cool thing where, like, you know, when you get to like the bottom of the cereal bag and there's not enough for a whole bowl. What what we yeah. do is we have this one tub that we pour all the cereal into, and so we call it House Blend. And so it's just like a magical <laughs> box of deliciousness. You might get a little Cheerios. You might get a little Fruity Pebbles. You might even get some Fruit Loops, you know, if, if Grandma's got her way in there, too. You know, if she buys another box for the kids. Uh, she's But my mom's basically at the point of beyond just cereal, like Lucky Charms. That, that was her favorite. for It has been for a long time. But now the issue is they have the bags of marshmallows, no regular cereal. Like you can just buy the bags of Lucky Charms marshmallows. So now the kids, when they hang out with her, they come back with just these cups full of marshmallows. And I and we say, oh, perfect. It's dinner time. No. This is great. This is this is the exact time to no. do this at. It's perfect. So shout out to all the grandparents out there just spoiling their grandbabies, making life really exciting for parents. Uh, so, Richard, in the digital world, in our digital fam, what are you seeing right now as far as just the general rhetoric? Are people happy? Are people curious? What's what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, people are really uh, – it, it's actually really cool how many people are calling in saying, I didn't think I was going to like this, but I'm really loving, you know, what you guys are doing and, you know, taking in, uh, uh, you know, complimenting Brian Summers and complimenting Joe and, and uh, like, our Joe Joe Vagnone, both of them, and uh, thinking that you're hilarious. Um, one of the most recent things was the fact that you say reality instead of reality or really of tea or something. Realtor. Um, realtor. You were commended. Realtor. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't say, say realtor. There's no A in the middle, sir. It's R-E-A-L-T-O-R. Yeah. Realtor. <laughs> and and this, this, this viewer, this viewer was very adamant that you were correct and, and was applauding you. <laughs> well, I appreciate so, that. I appreciate um, that. Yeah. Another thing that's uh, come up too is uh, the fact that we say Lake Norman, meaning every, every town. I think that's come up a few times. And, uh, you know, once you give the explanation of how, you know, there's nothing that, there's nothing that you can say. If you say Morseville and if you say Cornelius, if you say Statesville, you know, you have all these separate things, but when you say Lake Norman, Lake Norman touches all of them. And once you explain that and you say, that's why I'm saying Lake Norman, they're like, oh, 
Amazing. Cool. That's probably the only thing that's going to actually work. <laughs> that's something we talk so about a lot as a core team is how do we unify the community? Because, you know, I grew up here. I grew up on the south side of the lake, and it's just such different cultures, right? When you, 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 I'm not even going to talk about Charlotte right now, but once you go north of 485, you've got Huntersville, and then you've got Cornelius, then you've got Davidson, then you've got Mooresville, then you've got Troutman, then you've got Statesville. And then if we even look then to the west side of the lake, right, Lincoln County, which is figuring out what they're doing right now, Denver, you've got Catawba County as well, Cheryl's Ford, yep. all, all these different places. And then if we move out to the outskirts, because, you know, our signal really reaches beyond even just Mecklenburg and Iredell County. Shout out to our Cabarrus County family, our Gaston County family, hey. uh, uh, Rowan County, Davie County, uh, uh, all the way up, you know, Taylorsville, Harmony, Hidden, every, everywhere in between, right? Whether you identify from the county or the individual town, doesn't matter to us. We just are all part of one big family. So when we try to create this unity, how how, how do we keep going with that? What How can we tell people... Hey, it's gonna be okay. We're gonna we're gonna be okay. How do we do that? Yeah, uh, sometimes it feels like I have three kids, so sometimes it feels like you know. How do you make sure you give everybody the right amount of attention? You're, you're not. It's just the fact that we try. I think the fact that we we are we have all these different topics, whether it be political, whether it be town, whether it be the arts now, like all these different factors that has unified humans forever. I think the fact that we are doing that, the fact that you're hilarious on your show and we got, you can come to WSIC and you can laugh. We actually might be the unifying thing to get everybody together um, to just come and say, Hey, it is actually going to be okay. And we're going to eat all these foods in all these different towns. We're going to go to these shops and all these different towns. We're going to go to these events and the parks. Um, it's just uniting people around things that they love instead of locations. You know you know who helps me feel unified? Who? Pat Shannon. That's right. The legend. An American treasure. It's my, it's my grandpa. Is he? <laughs> I'm Richard Shannon. He's Pat Shannon. It works. Who's going to tell me I'm wrong? Oh, that's that, that's that's okay. All right. Well, uh, let's let's do the uh, let's do the uh, family portrait. Then we'll throw that up on the WSIC digital. There, that's going to be great. I'm looking yep. forward to that. No, but but I think Pat's a real example, right? A Pat's a real example of you talk about someone who is just so kind to everyone every day, and he doesn't even miss a beat. You know, like I I bet Pat right. Shannon has never yelled at anyone in his entire life. Yeah, I don't think it's possible. And so for someone like him to still come in every single day and just bring joy to a community, which he's going to do today from 9 to 11, you know what's really cool? And, and this is what Pat has, has done very, very well. Gives away stuff. Maybe that's the secret. Just start giving away a bunch mm. of stuff to everybody, and then they'll like you. I mean, maybe that's a secret way to at least get them to have a conversation is, hey, here's some free stuff. You can have it. What do you That's think? Right. People like, like NASCAR free stuff. Tickets. Yeah, like NASCAR tickets, which I we got some more stuff. coming soon. We got some more NASCAR tickets coming soon. We're not going to shy away from our NASCAR fam. I don't care what the media says at all right now. Uh, if Denny Hamlin, though, doesn't win a championship, I'm going to lose my mind. He needs to go see an optometrist. His lines are off. I don't know what his issue is. Maybe it's his podcast. 
I don't know. But if the man mm. don't start winning championships, I'm going to start questioning some things. That's what we're going to do. Hey, Richard, <laughs> I appreciate your time. I'll see you a little later, man. See ya. All right. Good morning, LKN. 844-STUDIO-4. The lineup's coming up next uh, at 9 o'clock. We're going to lay it out for you, what's, what you should expect for today. We're excited about it. Stick with us. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis. Thanks to Richard Shannon. Long-lost grandson of Pat Shannon joining us before on the phone, our digital community manager, Always enjoy that conversation, get a feel for what's going on. Because there's a lot of people that engage with us on social media. And we like it. We're, we're okay with it. It's a, it's a great way to be able to share what's going on in your world, your thoughts. And we're okay with it. Some of y'all are crazy. And that's okay. I'm crazy too. We can be crazy together. Demi will tell y'all I'm nuts. That's why she's, she's, she, she's limited to uh, you know pre-recordings. Because if she just got on here and told y'all the truth about me, it probably wouldn't. This wouldn't last very long. And so, uh, you know, grateful for him. National holidays. It, it's always exciting when you've got uh, uh, something to celebrate. And we enjoy celebrating. International Cat Day. That's a big one in our house. Meow. You ever had a cat before, Bill? Uh, yes, I did when you, I was younger. You did? Yes. When? Um, man, I had to be in maybe fifth, sixth grade. Really? Yeah. Unfortunately, the cat got into some of the neighbor's um, painting supplies. Noel Oliver did not uh, react favorably. You had a cat in C1? I had a cat up in C1. Shout out to the C1 family in Huntersville. Uh, Okay, so it was an outdoor cat, Oliver. Uh, I think it was supposed to be an indoor cat. I think I, I just didn't own it very long. So I think we tried to make it indoor. It got outdoor and yeah, but it was a great gift. You had a lemon of a cat. It's just like, I'm not going to be indoor rebellious. I'm not going to be indoor. You will not hold me inside these walls. Correct. We have a cat, Benji. She is an indoor cat. A hundred percent. When we first got her. Okay. My, my wife, you think I'm the only dreamer in the family. It's not true. My wife has big dreams. And so when we first got Benji, Demi thought she could take Benji like around town, like thought that Benji would become her compadre around the community. So what Demi attempts to do very quickly is bring Benji in the car, non-caged. And I remember it well because of the scars on my arm. In that Benji clawed to the dashboard, like against the windshield, clawed to the to the dashboard up on top, squeeze. You know, like how your your windshield glass, if you look toward the bottom where it connects to the car, and that space is like real tight. That Benji's down in there, grabbing on for dear life with this this almost you know kaleidoscope looking world out and she just believes she's not going to make it that was her first attempt so in my mind it became all right maybe we should dial this back probably i love the idea babe i want to support your dreams i just don't think this is going to work out though 
Didn't stop her. Second attempt. You ever seen a cat on a leash? You would if you would have been in front of our townhouse years ago. Attempts to put Benji on a leash and walk Benji outside like a dog. Didn't make it very far. Almost backed out of the harness. Would have had a similar fate as Oliver. So that didn't work either. Pretty much since then, Benji hasn't left the house. A couple of times, vet. But then we found this mobile vet. Doesn't have to leave the house even. Just got a lot easier for us. So Benji doesn't go outside. My aunt has like seven or eight cats. Big cat family. Beautiful cats. Noah loves trying, and Emmy love trying to find the cats when we go over to their house. They absolutely uh, love it. So International Cat Day, big day to celebrate. And there are people that have cats that can walk on leashes. We have a neighbor who has a cat that they like, and, and they have a golf cart, and they like carry the cat around on the golf cart, and like, and I think her name's Danny Blue. And so they carry Danny Blue around the neighborhood. Demi is so jelly about this cat. She wants nothing more than Benji to be able to live the life like Danny Blue. And we'll be walking with the kids through the neighborhood. And there's Danny Blue just hanging out in the front yard, sitting there like, like a dog in the front yard. But it's a cat, a fluffy cat just hanging out in the yard. Do you know, do you know why? Because like, with dogs, obviously, you have little dogs, right? Medium-sized dogs. You got some big dogs. Sure. Why Why come uh, cats are all kind of the same size? Probably didn't eat their vegetables. Right. I mean, I, I literally have no idea, but I am interested in knowing why I can't get, like, a mini cat or, like... You can get a mini cat. Right. They or, got those. Or a big cat. One time I almost got scammed. When we were looking for cats, I really wanted one of those naked cats. What are those called again? Yeah. Um, not Siamese, but they're uh, like a, uh, like a naked mole rat cat. Yeah, no, I know. I should know exactly what you're talking about because if I were to get a cat, that's what I would get. Yeah, it's like the um, Dr. Evil cat, basically, I think. Yeah, what is it? Mm. So I almost got scammed. I'm on, I'm on Craigslist. You remember Craigslist? Oh, yeah. Does this still exist? Oh, yeah. So I'm on Craigslist, and I think I found the gem. That's how I got this job. <laughs> I, I go in, search on Craigslist, naked cat. Don't do that on Google. Keep that to Craigslist only. And so I find people selling these naked cats. And I know that they are a particular breed. I've, at some point I found the breed. I just can't remember the breed right now. And I'm in communication. The, the pathways are open. I, hey, and let's make it convenient for you, Justin. We'll ship the cat to you. All you've got to do is send us this money. I'm excited. I'm there, baby. And I'm I'm in one of those modes, like, this is it, babe. Deal of the century. Blinded. These cats are normally like $2,500. They're going to give us a steal at $1,500. All I got to do, babe, I'm going to hop over to Western Union real quick, and I'm going to money gram these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know it sounds sounds weird, but I had a good conversation with them. See, what happened, the, the, the hurricane just came through, and they got to use it's like port of entry. We can't like go there because like they're busy. But they said for our convenience, they'll just ship them to us. 
And they just, you know, all we got to do is pay for it. And then they, they, they'll ship us the cat. Thankfully, I didn't pull the trigger on that. I, 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 I quickly sought wisdom, forced upon me in a positive way. And thankfully, I was able to keep that 1500 bucks Because I know that would have ended up somewhere on the other side of the world. Probably like Istanbul. Somebody would have had like 1500 bucks. So I didn't lose out on that. Is that okay? A rare W, yes. Looking back now, it was a big W. Yep. Now I would never touch that stuff. But that stuff still exists. You get the random text messages. I've been getting these random text messages. Literally, like, I got one, like, the other day. It was just, hey. Random number, random zip code, no idea. Straight up, hey. Got another one. Don't forget about our charity. That's, like, what the text said. It just said, don't forget about our charity. Like, they're trying to get me to engage. Like, I was like, hey, I almost texted Richard Sandin, like, hey, is this you trying to get me to engage right now? Like, I almost, like, texted him that. But it wasn't him. So you got to be cautious out there. Them scams are real, and cats are no exception to the rule. Happiness happens day. Indeed it does. Out of nowhere. What, what, give me a moment yesterday, all of a sudden just onset of happiness for you. Um... Let's see. Usually get happy around dinner time. Usually um, get happy uh, whenever you're like, all right, I'm about to head out. Um, when, I, when I'm going to leave, <laughs> that's what gets you excited. <laughs> all right, Bill, I'm out of here, man. Yeah. Oh, yep. the See endorphins you. are coming. I'll the endorphins. <laughs> this is it. Yep. This uh, is where I want to be right now. Nope. But always get happiness after one show ends, another show begins, and then that show ends successfully. There was a moment of happiness yesterday that made me laugh uh, during Joe Vagnone show, Local Biz Now. The the one of the one of the guests. So so the way Joe Vagnone does Local Biz Now is he has a set co-host each month, and then the co-host brings another guest. So that secondary guest was supposed to be down here in Studio C, but went to Studio A. Not a problem. We were able to connect technology-wise with the resources we've got here at WSIC. But this dude was an expert balloon creator. And he, yes. he had made this like 10-year celebration balloon for Joe Vagnone. I don't know why. It just brought like some smiles to the it belly. It made me happy. I had a little bit of them butterflies for a moment there. You can't look at a well-crafted balloon masterpiece and not just kind of, you know. Think to yourself, little- this is cool little soft Vegas smile to yourself, yeah. And the guy said he'd been, and, I, and forgive me, I can't remember his name, but the guy said he's been doing it for like, thir- since he was 13 years old. Yeah, I believe it's uh, Richard Archer. Richard Archer. Uh, shout out to the balloon game. We're definitely there at the house, like when, whenever we blow, like Demi's birthday was end of July, so we blew up some of the balloons in the house, and the kids just love balloons. It's just a fun thing, I think, for all Robert, ages. Robert Archer. Robert Archer. Uh, so check him out. Search for him. You can also go back and watch the episode yesterday with Joe Vagnone. Uh, it was great. It was great. And I think, too, they set the balloons up during Brian Summer's show. Oh, yeah. With Because Joe Vagnone was then a guest, right, directly after his show on Brian Summer's show. So you can check out these balloons. That was It was cool. That's a skill right there. That that brought me a little bit of happiness. That was a happiness a great happens. example. Yeah. Uh, National CBD Day. Big talk about CBD and the health and wellness uh, 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 story, uh, uh, game right now. 
And uh, we've got two shows that focus on health and wellness um, from a medical perspective. We're all about health and wellness in general, but from the medical perspective, we've got the L Show and we've got uh, Dr. Fred Lowry who hosts Health Talk. Uh, the L Show is hosted by Dr. Nicole Eastman. Both of their shops uh, selling CBD. Uh, Dr. Fred Lowry in Statesville off Hartness Road, just across from Iredell Memorial. And then uh, Dr. Nicole Eastman here in Cornelius Rose Pharmacy uh, down off Jatan Extension. And I think, is it is it Chartwell? Somewhere down there near Chartwell um, and Jatan Extension. So National CBD Day. Go by, grab you some. You can't sleep at night. Give it a try. They say it's all natural. It just comes straight up from the ground. So not bad. Good morning, LKN. 844 Studio 4. Hope your morning's going well. 845. 845. You got to get there. We're coming right back. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepas, 848. I, I'm not... I'm not wanting to forget about probably what I would call one of the most important holidays of the year. National Frozen Custard Day. There is a distinct difference between custard and ice cream. I don't know where in the genome process that that takes place, but when it hits my taste buds, there is a direct difference. I know the difference. Okay. I believe custard is a bit more egg-based. Whereas ice cream is more milk-based. Okay, so aren't, isn't there a faction of people that don't eat eggs anymore? Not, not in my reality. Oh, because it comes from an animal. So it's like, right. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it's a like a an vegan an thing. I think they're vegan. Yeah, I think they're just not ice cream or custard. Can we invent vegan-free custard? Vegan is it vegan. Oh, yeah. Is it vegan-free? Is that the right? No, no. I think vegan-free would be regular custard. So yeah, we can make vegan-free. <laughs> we should make <laughs> vegan-free custard. <laughs> Favorite flavor of custard you've ever had in your life? Uh, I think I've only had like chocolate and vanilla, but I like them both combined. I have a new affinity in the ice cream game, particular flavor, pistachio. Okay. Yeah. Now we're getting eclectic with our taste buds. That's I nice. I enjoy, I don't know what it like. Demi and I we had uh where do we have pistachio? I want to say it was Peninsula Prime. We had pistachio somewhere, and when we had it, like we both looked at each other like, what have we been missing for our entire lives right now? Because mm. you'd think it would be like weird, almost like oh I don't want like a nutty ice cream, but it's like it's kind of vanilla, right? Like it, it's vanilla, but it's got just something different about it. Yeah, I like pistachio. Pistachio, and it's green. And it is green. And that's like a natural green. Like, they're just naturally green. There's nothing, like, artificial about it. But Me this one had the pistachios in it. Are you okay with nuts inside? You don't have a peanut allergy or anything, do you? Absolutely not. Okay. No discrimination on peanuts. No, I do not. But I definitely don't mind when there's a little bit of uh, pistachio in the pistachio ice cream. Now, second to that, National Mochi Day. You ever had mochi? Mochi. Yeah. Sticky orbs of goodness is how they're described. It's, a, it's an Asian dish, I believe, and, and it's basically like a dessert. It's like a little, uh, a little uh, mochi cakes. Mochi cakes. They're like little round balls, colorful. Okay. They're good, man. You okay. got to try that. 
Where's the best mochi at in Lake Norman area? 844-STUDIO-4. We got to find Bill some mochi. He's never had mochi before. Uh, also custard. Hit me up with, who's the best custard? Richard Shannon posted on the social. Let's find out where the best custard is at in the world. Also a day, National Dollar Day. Hey, now. Maybe that's why Taylor Swift celebrated by giving $100,000 to the bus drivers. Do you feel like celebrating? I'll give you a dollar. Hey, now. I got a single. I don't carry cash. Very rarely. Because most places, like, don't allow you to carry cash, right? Like, they just say we don't accept coin anymore. Unless you're going to Daylight Donuts, you better bring cash because they don't accept card. They only do cash. Cash is king. That's it. Daylight Donuts is delicious. That's it. Daylight Donuts. Daylight Donuts is king. And during Home Ad Show today, you could win Daylight Donuts. If it's your birthday or anniversary, you call into Pat Shannon. He puts your name down on the list. Then at 1045, he spins the big wheel, and you could win Daylight Donuts. So you couple Daylight Donuts, maybe with a little custard. Mm. We talked about it during Ice Cream Sandwich Day. If, if we can get Jody maybe to create, like, with some ice cream on top of a donut or, like, a donut cookie ice cream sandwich, I think that would be mm. pretty fire. Something that's taken the world by storm, and, the, and, and I, I haven't seen any, you know, big tournaments set up for today. National Pickleball Day today. I did see that as well. National Pickleball. They have not picked up a pickleball racket or ball or played competitively, but it seems like all the rage, and I know that the doctor's offices are loving it. I get, I get these random messages. Hey, come play pickleball. I get these. Everyone is playing pickleball these days. Like, it is, it is like drinking water is what it seems like now. Have you played pickleball? I, I have not played, but I can see the uh, what's appealing about it, you know? Low cost of entry, relatively. Sure. Um, Low athleticism. Nothing too crazy. Right. Mobility-wise, everybody seems to be able to do it. Right. Um, and it's on ESPN, so. Like, like, baseball's too easy, try pickleball. Okay. Something like that. Maybe that's the route we go. Come on. <laughs> Totally out of left field. National, sneak some zucchini onto your neighbor's porch day. You going to celebrate? I do observe. I will I will consume. I will consume. I will consume the random zucchini uh, that is left on my porch today. I don't know if I would choose zucchini. I mean, I would because it's the national holiday. But if you're going to drop something random off to your neighbor, is zucchini an appropriate random drop-off? I believe that the day is actually for farmers in general to drop off some of their leftover harvest. Okay. Maybe Bill Russell will be dropping off some leftover harvest. Mm, these are the things that would bring me joy. National Tarantula Appreciation Day. Is there anything to appreciate about tarantulas? That they are, they've stayed away from me. They have those little fur that comes off their butt. I don't like it. You know what I mean? That gets y'all itchy. Achoo, achoo. That's like a thing. Have you... Sn- <laughs> Wait. Have I sneezed in my life? Yeah, I've sneezed a couple of times. You're saying the hair on the tarantula's butt made you sneeze? It, it will. It's like, it's designed to ir- irritate. That's what it does. Don't hold tarantula butts. Yeah, like, don't take that, the tarantula and like, put the butt like at your face. Let's try it out today. Let's find out. Here you go, kids. That is one way to appreciate tarantulas, though. Uh, Scottish Wildcat Day. Hey, now. One of the... Lesser known wildcats. See, but this this brings us back to the conversation about cats. You had asked the question, why are cats all the same size? Yes. 
Technically, they're not if you look at the entire feline family. Tigers. Right. Lions. Right. Cougars. Right. I, I know that they exist. I'm married to one. Yes. Yes, you are. Black Panther, my, my son's favorite superhero. Yes, he's a good one. Uh, so there's a lot of variety of cats, a lot of sizes of cats. So I'm just throwing that back out at you. Does that change your thinking, or were you thinking, why are all house pet cats the yes, same size? Yes, why are all house pet cats the same size? Because it would be cool to see like a big, kind of lazy, doing its own thing, kind of big cat, house cat. Maybe it's because we need to write the encyclopedia company and tell them, hey, house pet cats should all be under one category. Mm. You know, like, like let's, not, let's not go you know, creating different classes of cats. House pets, that's it. Boom. And that's the way you can do it. So just a little bit on your day. A lot of birthdays today. I, I think um, in particular, because, you know, Pat Shannon does birthdays, I think we should be expecting Dustin Hoffman to call in today. It is his birthday today. He'll probably call and get his name on the list uh, for the wheel for free daylight donuts, free salad from the boxcar grill, free smoothie or coffee from uh, uh, Lake Mountain Coffee. Wow, I, I blanked there because Demi shot me a text real quick. The Tiger King. Tiger King had a house pet. You seen Tiger King on Netflix? Uh, yeah, it was definitely had nothing to do during that time. Right. You think Scotty Brown, owner of Zootastic, considers all of the pet, like the animals there, his pets? Mm. His friends. Like just hanging out with the pets today. I mean, that's what I would do. 17 tigers. <laughs> that's a lot of meat. To eat. Tigers, mm. tigers eat meat. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm there now. I thought people were eating tigers. No, 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 no. I've never had tiger meat. Have you? No. You've ever had uh, hippo steaks? No. Llama burgers? I have not. Me either. Today is uh, several birthdays going on. Roger Federer. Isn't he on the out in tennis right now? Isn't he on his way down? Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's getting up there in age, but was top of the class. Oh, he was, he, he was fun time. to watch. My entire life, basically. Wear your mother's jewelry day. You going to rock uh, your mom's jewelry day? I could not pull it off anywhere near as well as she does. No, no, definitely not. One of these I felt like we did already, take a penny, leave a penny day. What's up with that being another day? We've already done that one before. I guess maybe you can just do some things multiple days in the year. That's allowed now. At what point did that be okay? Hey, I did that yesterday. I'm going to do it again today. Didn't realize that's a thing now. I thought we were supposed to like do something new every single day. Something new you should do today is, if you haven't yet, is check out our lineup. Again, Pat Shannon, 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock. That's Monday through Friday. At 11 o'clock today, we've got Megan Suber, Director of Communications and Marketing for the Town of Mooresville, along with Mayor Miles Adkins coming in to do their show, Hometown Hour. That airs at 11 o'clock until noon. Uh, they really want to hear from you. So if you want to ask questions of the town of Mooresville, you've got Mayor Adkins and the Director of Communications, Megan Suber, in studio, and you can call in directly and speak with them. And then we'll obviously have Todd Starnes from noon to three, as we do every day. And then at three o'clock today, we're in for a treat, community-centered, 
uh, hosted by Debbie O'Hanley. She is the executive director of the Hope House Foundation, a women and children's homeless transitional shelter in Huntersville. She has a uh, another co-host today who sat in last week, so you're going to want to find out who that is. Uh, super kind, super fun group, and they're going to be letting you guys know what's going on. And then I think one of Bill's favorite shows, Know the Scene, is on today uh, from 4 to 5 o'clock. Justin Dion. I love Dion. me some Know the Scene. Arts and culture show. So if you're about the arts and culture scene around the Lake Norman and surrounding area, Know the Scene is the show for you to check out. Hosted by Justin Dion, the, the one and only. executive director of Kane Center for the Arts. Uh, always enjoy. He just acts wild, too. That's just something about, I guess, arts and culture is just okay to act a fool sometimes. Guy so likes what he does. He, he does. what he does. It's he, contagious. It definitely is. Uh, and, of course, Monday through Friday, you join us. Good morning, LKN 844-STUDIO-4. We appreciate you hanging and riding with us today. Uh, if you're uh, running behind for work, it's 859. You better, you better clock in. Dive in and clock and say, oh, random selfie!